every patch of grass has the potential to become a skyscraper. All it needs is to be put under construction. I'm your host, Chuso Mutsumani, and welcome back to yet another episode of Under Construction SA. Today, we're going to be dealing with a heavy, heavy topic. I'm excited, and at the same time, like it's like I have mixed emotion. At, at the same time, I'm sort of sad because we're going to be dealing with a heavy topic, a pandemic in South Africa, which is gender-based violence. And I have someone that has been working with victims that has an NPO, and her name is Kathleen. And Kathleen, I'd like for you to introduce yourself to the under construction family. Um, hello, good evening to the under construction SA family. I am Kathleen Moholoa, the founder of Hashtag Powerback Miguel. Thank you so much for having me. Wow, I like I like the, the, the name hashtag power back Mugel. You're reclaiming power, man. And to those who are watching for the first time, welcome to Under Construction SA. This is a platform where we profile young people that are on the come up that are doing amazing things in different industries, as well as we speak to people who are very, very experienced so that they can share information and tips on how they've made it so that we can take that information and apply it in our lives. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please click on that subscription button. It's down there. Please like as well if you like the video. Please click on that sub on, not subscription, on that notification button so that every time we drop an episode, you are notified. And as well, engage with us in the comments. Say what you think about gender-based violence. Let's speak. I'm ready, I'm there with you. I'll be commenting with you. Let's speak about this, this, this pandemic. And yeah, man, I think it's gonna be an amazing episode. Kathy, for, for, for people who are new to who Kathy is, I just want you to give us a brief background of where you come from and maybe the things that you have done, that you have studied. Um, okay, Kathy is an ordinary girl from Sesheru, born and bred in Polokwane in Sesheru. Um, yeah, she's just a basic girl from Tsishiru who studied public relations at Varsity College in Pretoria. Um, I also did project management. And yeah, fast forward to a few years later, here I am. Wow, our back Miguel. <laughs> our back Miguel. <laughs> Indeed. So for someone who, uh, Maybe someone like me who hasn't grown up in Seychelles. Okay, I'm lying. I've been to that. I actually grew up in Seychelles, but let me not lie. <laughs> but for someone who doesn't know Seychelles, who's probably in Eastern Cape or it's in Joburg, Cape Town, wherever in the world they are, because we, the internet is like a global world, right? So give them a picture of what is it like to grow up in Seychelles? What's the environment? And how was it like growing up in your household? Um, Sashiro is a whole vibe. Sashiro is, is a country on its own. Um, it's a beautiful place. It's got beautiful people. It has its challenges, but it's, it's a beautiful place. Um, I don't know. Okay, I was born in Sashiro, but you know, as uh, kids that go to boarding school, <laughs> the ones who the parents kept a very tight leash on. So... Yeah, but in my adulthood, I've been adult, I've adulted a lot in Sushiro and I love this place. It's home. It's, it's homey. It's welcoming. It's, it's amazing. Wow. So since you're speaking about being from boarding school, 
How has that experience of boarding school shaped the woman that you are today? Um, I think boarding school forces you to grow up. It forces you to be independent. It, it, it shapes you whether you like it or not, because your parents are not there. You don't have, you don't have the luxury of running to mommy at every problem that you encounter. So you learn to solve your own problems. You, you literally learn to grow up. Wow, we learned so, to solve your own problem. Okay, speak, continue. Yeah. Sorry for interrupting. Yeah. So I think I think um, my problem solving skills, I definitely learned from being in boarding school. I was there from the age of six. So <laughs> you can wow. imagine. Can imagine, yeah, wow, six. Yeah, that's very young. But I would know because I think I was at, at boarding school around four or five. I was at... Uh, um, I don't know, we call it crutch or kindergarten for, for those yeah, who know English. I was, I was little achievers here in Flora Park because me and you are, are from the same um, I, I, from the same city because I'm in Bolokwani. For those oh, yeah, who don't I went know, to little achievers as well. I was also there at little achievers and then I moved to Pems. <laughs> wow, what a coincidence, you know. So, wow, wow, I was there. I was at boarding school. I think I realized only when I was older that actually it was a boarding for, for, for kids. I'm like, how is that normal? But anyway, you spoke about an important word, independence. I want to know for you as a woman, how important is it for you to be independent? Um, for me, independence is very important because, look, I don't want to border on being a feminist, but... I feel like you need to be a woman that can do it for herself. You need to be a woman that, that is able to achieve, to celebrate her own achievements. You need to be able to, look, I'm the kind of woman that does not want to give someone the liberty of saying she's got this and this because of me, or she got this far because of me. So I think women should take pride in their independence. Wow, wow. Take pride in their independence. Write that in the comments. Save it somewhere. Women should take pride in their independence. Power back, my girl. Power back. <laughs> so now let's go into power back, Miguel. Let's go to what, 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 what triggered you? What, what made you start this NPO? What, what was happening? What day was it? How was it like, take me through the experience for someone who really wants to know that, what is the reason behind this NPO? Why did you start it? What made you start it? Okay, um, with Power Back Miguel, look, um, rewind to 2019. Every day there'd be a different story in the news about a girl that was being beat up or there'd be a neighbor who you see a girl down the street who's being abused and being abused in silence. And the, the, it was difficult back then for women to speak up, you know? It was almost as if it was sort of a taboo if you spoke about your experience or the abuse that you, you, you were forced to endure. So when I started Power Back Miguel, I, I took the decision that I needed to be the voice for, that, for those women. I needed to, actually I needed to give those women their voices back. I needed to see more women coming out, more women fighting and getting their power back. I needed to see my sister, my friend, you know, 
taking their power back, standing up for themselves and actually um, getting back their dignity. Remember when, when you are a victim of abuse, there's, there's a certain, there's something that dies in you when, mm. when you're in that abuse. So most women lost themselves, lost the confidence in themselves, stopped loving themselves because they loved someone who abused them more than they did themselves. So power back, Miguel was all about giving Miguel her power back. Wow, I love it. Like I, you, I love the name of 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 of, of your NPR online. Like I don't think I'll ever forget it. Like it's a catchy, it's catchy, it's relevant, it speaks to what's happening. I I want to just say a shout out to Power Back, Miguel. Um, I want to know that. Um, touching this. When when you when you scared that you'll be victimized because we live in a world where it's run by men, you know, um, which it's a patriarchal system which which one can never be proud of, you know, and that's why we find ourselves where we are, where you have to start an NPO and fight for women's rights. When 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 you afraid of being victimized, when you afraid of being you know being killed as well, or being you know, like things like that. When when you you started. Uh, the truth is, I really did not have room for Hello? Yes, can you hear me? I can hear you. Yes, um, I didn't have any room for fear. Um, I think my... What fueled me is that women needed me well i needed myself too so fear was not in my vocabulary when i started power back miguel yes there are times whereby when we need to attend a case and the elements of of that case th there is a small element of fear in there but at the end of the day the end result motivates you or rather encourages you so I didn't really have room for fear. I wasn't, I didn't have the luxury of being scared. Wow, that's amazing. I think you are definition of, of the word courage because it's only courage if it's, it's contrasted with fear. And you took a step, you said, no matter what, I will give power back to the ladies or to the women of South Africa. And we, we salute you um, for, for, for that. So. I want to ask you that if what, what are the, some of the um, challenges that you faced in the road of trying to combat gender-based violence? Wow, the challenges. Um, look, dealing with gender-based violence on its own is a challenge because first people need to understand what is gender-based violence. From there, um, there's a perception that gender-based violence is just violence against women. Well, as Power Back Miguel, we are very focused on the women, yes. But um, it, one of the biggest challenges I think I've had to face is when the women keep going back. Going back to the abusive relationship, going back to the abuser, going back to the toxic environment and just going back to, to a life that we fight so hard 
to get them out of. And you find some of them are not as lucky. They go back and come back in a body bag. So I think that is one of the biggest challenges we have or I've faced when, when working with victims of gender-based violence. I can, only, I can only imagine how helpless one uh, feels because at the end of the day, we are free moral beings and we, God has given us uh, a choice to make that. And once someone has made a choice to, to go back, you can impose your views or what you think about, um, about the situation. And yeah, man, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's saddening to, to, to see because I, I know uh, and I've seen and I've experienced because I, I'm also a South African of people who would go back to that abusive relationship. And I, I maybe you, you, you can explain to us what, what do you think makes people to go back even after they've been bitten? Um, as women, we have this thing that says, I love him and he will change. We convince ourselves that, well, there are certain women that have convinced themselves that um, him beating me up or him abusing me Where you can pause. Um, okay, I think the biggest thing that makes women go back to abusive relationships or to their abusers is is the misconception of abuse being a love language. If he hits me, he loves me. If he abuses me, or he's or he calls me all sorts of names it's his way of showing me love and he'll change and and you know I think and the hope of 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 this abuser changing his behavior is also a factor leading to women going back no okay you can speak and continue sorry which is is quite a problem because uh, an abusive abusive trait, you don't just wake up one day and decide I'm done abusing this person because abuse falls into a habit and women get, a, well, they get used to the life of being abused until it comes to a point where he hits me by mistake and I hit something and I, I die. So that is, that is, yeah, I think the hope for him changing is is what takes us back the hope of him changing and i think i pick up one thing you said you spoke about was uh the fact that it's a love language you know and i remember having a conversation with 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 certain group of guys and they were saying what about women who think that when you don't beat them up you're not a man and I found myself, I paused for a second because they said to me that women who believe that if you don't beat them up, you're not a man. And I wonder if, if you can answer what, what, what triggers that for women to say, you know what, if a guy doesn't beat up, is it because 
she grew up in such a home where her father was like that. What makes it such a such a gruesome behavior so normal? I think our parents are to blame for normalizing that type of behavior. Remember, in the olden days, um, it was either the men's way or the highway, and the women had to oblige, and and the women had to sort of almost worship the husbands and were always put, well, they, they were not as valued in, in, in those days. So as a child, you grow up and dad hits mom and mom makes excuses for dad. At the end of the day, you're a child growing up thinking, well, papa made a mistake or no, don't worry, papa loves mommy but uh, he's just reprimanding mommy. So our parents also have a very big role to play in, in the notion that says uh, beating up a woman shows you a manhood or scolding a woman or, or calling her all sorts of names is, is a form of being reprimanded of which it, uh, that narrative needs to change. So then how do we change that narrative? What do you think is the solution? Uh, what I think should happen now is we should be having the discussion on decision making. We women should be allowed to decide to leave. Women should be allowed to decide when enough is enough. Um, we're not having that decision. Uh, our parents should welcome us back from failed relationships and have the conversation with us. Because look, one of the problems that we have as well is that we are too scared to leave abusive marriages because of what is Makelwani going to say about my mom? What, is, what are they going to say about me? So women need to have the conversation of making the decision to leave. Women, like we, we need to change the way we deal with violence, especially against women altogether. Because it's okay, we can go to the police stations, we can open the cases, we can go to the hospitals and get the treatments, but all of that is in vain. If you yourself could not make the decision to leave that environment, to leave the, the person that is causing you pain, the person that is, is responsible for you being in hospital, we wouldn't have to go to the police station if at the first instance, you took the decision to leave. So I think the conversation that we should be having right now around gender-based violence is decision-making in the relationship, making yourself a priority in the relationship and making yourself a priority to yourself. Decision-making and making yourself a priority in the relationship, those are, like, and I can tell you are very passionate, by the way. Like you're very, I love it. You're very passionate. I can tell this is your thing. And you're not just doing it, by the way. It's something that is really in your heart. And we, I want to say again, we salute people like you who decided to stand up and say enough is enough. There's a problem. I'm, I'm going to do something about it. I'm not going to wait for the next person to, to do something. Then, which speaks to, you, you spoke about giving back dignity to to, 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 to the woman, you know, I want us to go into that. How is your NPO power back, Miguel, bringing back uh, dignity to the women of South Africa? 
um power back Miguel. okay we we take the case and we tackle it from head on we attend the case and then we help the victim in an opening of the cases and we follow through the case right through the end we offer emotional and psychological support we have social workers and psychologists that we're working with that give therapy also to our victims of of gender-based violence um we we are about more than just marches and because lately what happens is a woman gets killed and we march a woman gets raped and we march you know we make a lot of noise but what what is happening with the actual victim who is taking care of that victim's mental state you know the trauma that that victim it's it's all good and well like i've got nothing against marches please let me not be misunderstood but i feel like we need to take care of the victim. Look, being abused is a traumatic experience and it changes a person. It does something to a person. So having your, your situation all over social media or having people picketing about it and people taking pictures of you, you, you sort of get into a shell. Now it's difficult to walk in the street because people know what happened to you. There are certain there are certain victims that would like to keep their their abuse private and deal with it in a private manner. So as Power Back Miguel, we step in, we go with you to the police station. We make sure that you your case gets the necessary attention that it needs. You we take you for trauma counseling. We have institutions that we work with such as Tutuzela and VP whereby they offer temporary accommodation for victims of gender-based violence. Because, well, you can't, you can't hit me today. I go to the hospital, I open a case against you, and then I must go back to the very same house and find you there. So we do things a little different here at Power Back and Girl. Wow, you are, you are doing a very, very, very great job. It's interesting to hear what, what you are doing and you spoke about marches and the, the, you say it's it's okay to march um, and and <laughs> we march and we, cause I see it and I, I think I never thought of it that deep because th there's a lot like we are the next person we are marching and there's no solution, you know, there's, there's it, 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 it keeps on happening. What do you think as a woman, um, do we do we do to stop entirely how can we 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 stop this thing from happening we we minimize it happen or stop it entirely what do you think are the solution solutions for us yeah that is a difficult one but um i don't think there's a permanent solution for gender-based violence we we need to be honest with ourselves and saying there is no permanent solution. Look, we can, there are ways, we can start by finding a new way to raise a boy child. Teach a boy child how to treat a woman. Teach a girl child to know her worth. Teach a girl child how to carry herself. Teach a girl child how to defend herself. You know, I think those are, those are things that, and, and I think most importantly, with the 
epidemic that we're in now, the justice system in South Africa needs to take us seriously. Gender-based violence is not treated with the seriousness that it deserves. Um, we go to the police stations and we have women that are brushed off or told, no, you are too drunk to open a case. They, they really need to catch up a wake-up call because the women in South Africa are perishing. And, and they're taking, look, we had a, a police minister who was so excited about COVID-19 and regulations of COVID-19 and who's drinking and who's not drinking, forgetting that we're in a hard lockdown and some of these women are stuck behind closed doors with their abusers, but there was no conversation about what is happening to them. Wow, wow. We have we have instances where if, if a case a woman is not popular enough or enough, their case does not get the media attention that it deserves. So what about them? Who's fighting for those ones? You understand? Is it just the pretty women that are allowed to be killed and made a noise for? What about the not so pretty women or the, the women that don't see themselves as pretty? You understand? So we 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 completely need to. We need to teach our women to, to, to firstly speak. We need to create a safe space for them to speak and let them know that they are heard and that their voice actually matters. No matter your skin tone, no matter your body shape, no matter how you are dressed, at the end of the day, the life of a woman comes before her looks. So ultimately, I really feel that the justice system in South Africa needs to catch a wake-up call because at the rate we are going, we are losing more and more women every day. Wow. I think what you said, it's powerful. It doesn't need anyone to add. I think most of us know and have heard of the things that you've spoken about, but I want you to... To, 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 to speak to the youth of South Africa. What is your message to the youth of South Africa? If you had a message before we go. I think I should start with the women of South Africa. Mugele. Mugele, I always say to my girls, you are the bag, secure it. Mugele, there are people out there like Powerback Miguel that are willing to go the extra mile for you. We are willing to help you. Um, the women in South Africa, we are suffering in silence and it's about time we get our voices back. It's about time we start speaking without a care in the world about who is going to say what because your life comes first. There is no man in this world that will love you and hurt you laying your head i don't care how angry he is i don't care how upset he is i do not excuse violence against women basadi we should know we are glasses we are marshmallows we need to be treated as such you know there's there's a lady that that once said for this narrative of us being strong black women it must come to an end to the guys in south africa if you feel the relationship is no longer working for you or you feel this woman is no longer worth it for you, let her go. Let her go. Find help. 
if if really you are so angry that you feel that you are going to kill her or you're just going to put your hands on her remove yourself from that situation and get yourself help if it means go and call makeloani go and call a friend call somebody to come and intervene let it be but women are glasses women are delicate musadi habe team wow what a powerful message and you know on the construction family you've heard it i don't want to add i don't want to subtract to all of us men let's do better i'm speaking and stating here as a man let's do better and yeah this has been under construction sa thank you for tuning in every day 5 p.m. on sundays we are here click on the subscription button share with people let people know about what we doing and we bring people who are like ukethli with power back mugel who are bringing back dignity to the women and we are proud of you ukethli when i say keep pushing on and if you need something from us we are more than willing to help and i think um just i will, I will put them in the description bar i'll put the social media handles of power back mugel of kathleen and stuff like that in case you want to help them in case you want to donate and stuff like that that will all be put in the description uh bar here on youtube so from us under construction they say from me to somotsumani i would like to say aibe buroko thank you